Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community, and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. I was really excited to talk to my next guest, Mel. She's a clinical herbalist living in the foothills of Mount Hood in Oregon. I had thought we'd be talking all things herbs, but actually we had an amazing conversation about our minds and bodies, how we can keep them healthier. Plus, I couldn't not ask her about her fascination with VWs. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I'm I'm really, really well. I've, I've just had a yoga session. Oh, so you're <laughs> so like high off a of bat. Like just sort of bliss, lovely and calm. Ah, oh, that sounds so nice. You've actually just spread that to me right now. So thank you. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been so, 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 so looking forward to chatting to you. We're just going to jump straight in, Mel. Beauty. Let's do it. But before we do, I read your story article today, and it was just so great to read like I resonate in so many ways I'm only a mother of one but definitely I've had my downsides where I'm like crap I gotta make this work and your mom your name is my mom's name and I dream of living in a town called Snowden so I'm like there's a lot of great (laughs) connections here (laughs) oh my goodness oh I love that your mom's name is Bonnie that's brilliant yeah absolutely I love it too. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Do you know, it's funny. <laughs> I um, that, that article came out on Monday. All sorts of things come up, don't they? And I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I was like, oh my God, I can't share it. Insecurity. Will, Imposter syndrome. What will, what will people think? Oh my God. Don't we <laughs> so do I that? Like, What is it? What is it? Why do we do that? It's, we live in such a judgy society and social media is scary. And when we put ourselves out there, it's scary because somebody inevitably is going to be like, but does it really matter? Does it really matter? You know, I'm working on this in the big picture of things for my own internal self as well. Just like releasing that fear of judgment so that I can do what makes a difference in this world and what I have gifts for. And, um, it's been pretty powerful work that, you know. Oh my goodness! Connecting yeah, with it, really... recognizing it, and then saying, "But why? Like, what is that fear there for? What is it keeping me safe from?" And exactly that. And it isn't. It isn't, is it? It's our ego keeping us safe from bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think when you start doing that inside work, because I've done a lot of internal work. Um, but things still keep on creeping back. And I I was talking to my coach this morning. She went, these are your lessons. That's all it is. These are your lessons. They crop up and you go, oh, a little reminder. Yes, actually, I'm really happy to share it. And then bang. And then, of course, people are just so, so lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, it's quite exciting. It's quite exciting to see it. Good. Are you getting like people reaching out and and um, I've got um, I've got another article going in. I think it's the Mail on Sunday. I don't know. It's got a very very big re- readership. And then I've got some other other places, some quite big magazines that are interested. Which is oh, it's a bit scary, but it's fantastic. It's it is, so wonderful. It's Congratulations! I'm so happy for oh. you. So <laughs> happy you so. for you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have been so looking forward uh, to speaking to you because. I I just love what you do and I've been I've been going over your website again today and you've got all of these little things that you know uh you know what people didn't know about you and and the fact that you built a 
a was it a VW? Yeah. From the ground? <laughs> and all of this sort of stuff. Now here's me wanting to talk to you about your your herbs and 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 all of this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to talk about when you went, you know, backpacking and and all of that kind of stuff and building your 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 uh, VW van up and and off you went. Uh, sounds incredible. We can talk about whatever you want. I know. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, oh gosh stories you know stories connect and I'm like I am I'm only 44 like I feel like I'm still young and man oh man have I got some stories in 44 years of life you know I'm I'm I joined Catherine's and Kina's MBA this year and like a lot of the women in there are younger than me and and you know I'm, I'm listening to their stories and some things I resonate and some are older than me which is great but I'm just like man I'm uh, like one of my accountability groups is a bunch of women that are like, you know, late twenties, early thirties. And I'm just like, boy, the stories I can share with these young women, you know, and they wouldn't, you know, quite comprehend likely, but who knows, maybe they would. Um, but yeah, just reflecting on like, wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Well, let's start with you just introducing yourself, telling me what what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis, because that in itself is Honestly, it blows my mind, and it's absolutely fascinating. And I'm, I'm, I'm itching to join one of your oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> because it just sounds fantastic. Um, and then we might get onto the building the vans and the cars. <laughs> cool, yeah. Let's play with it and roll with it in whichever direction you want to take it. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So off, off you go. Oh, great. Here we are. Hi. Am I talking to your audience? Wait. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking to our audience right from the beginning. I love it. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist. I am a mom. I live in the foothills of Mount Hood in Oregon, and I have an incredible passion to teach other moms how to use plants as medicine in a safe and effective way. And the reason I say it that way is because today with social media, I see an abundance of things out there that aren't so safe. And it leaves moms a lot often like very confused and like overwhelmed with all of the information. Who do you trust? Who do you not trust? Is this safe for my kids? How in the heck do I get them to take it? Because if you've ever tried most natural remedies, they're gross. And getting kids to take yucky things, just it's a battle and it's no fun. And if they aren't going to take the herbs, the herbs aren't going to work. And really, like that's just a very tiny nutshell of what I do. But I, I do this because I have this deep, passionate love for the planet. And this is one way that I think we can all come together collectively and do better for this precious earth that we have abused in insane ways over the last 200 years. And if we can all start using plant medicine, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical, there's definitely a time and a place, but it's overused and abused and misused and that kind of stuff. But if we can all start using more plant medicine, one, we get this peace and connection to nature. We get deeper connection to our family because we're going to be teaching them about this like it used to be for thousands of years. And we're all doing better for our planet. And that's really the root of it all for me. So I get very giddy about the subject (laughs) and super excited about it. So, yeah. Okay, so what 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 made you what made you start? What what actually sort of ignited that passion for what you're doing now? You know, it started in the late 1900s, as I like to say, and um, I was a backpacking guide and wilderness therapist. I went to school for environmental and experiential education because I wanted to connect more people to the wonders and awe of nature, like. I thought it was amazing. And when I was being paid to walk people to these beautiful sacred spaces, I found they were carrying backpacks and camping gear full of toxic, nasty crap. And in their, you know, all the yuck stuff, deep and whatnot. And it really chapped my hide. Number one, it <laughs> it was not only polluting their bodies, but it was polluting our planet. And then I started like thinking about it, like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if there were a first aid kit that was natural in everybody who loves to get outdoors first aid, like bag or whatever. And I had this dream way back then. And I started 
buying books and making people's recipes and handwriting my labels and mod podging things all over. And it was working. These things were working to everybody I handed them off to. And I'm like, whoa, this works. Why does this work? And then I started diving much, much deeper into the study of herbal medicine. And I grabbed more books. I went to more conferences. I started going to an herb school where I learned about the plants that are outdoors, which ones grew around me, how to harvest them at the peak of their medicinal properties and how to make great medicine with them, which made me then like, wait a second, how does this work with the human body? What's going on? What's the real science behind it? Let's get past the woo-woo hippie kumbaya stuff. Let's really get down to the nitty gritty of how these plants can heal people. And so I started studying clinical herbalism and learned from amazing doctors and naturopaths and nurses and all kinds of brilliant, brilliant healers. And Ultimately, I ended up opening my own apothecary tea and smoothie shop for a while. I had an herbal product line for 12 years where I sold in naturopathic physicians' offices and health food stores across the U.S., and I got those first aid kits in REI, which is the largest outdoor adventure supplier in the U.S., so that was neat, like an 18-year manifestation. Um, And I love doing that. But honestly, Bonnie, I burnt myself out and I had to really check into my why of what I was doing and realize that I do this because I love sharing herbal medicine with people. I love doing better for the planet. I love making that connection to nature. And really, I was just working myself to the bone, making very little to no money on this successful product line because I, you know, I didn't start it as a business person. I started it to heal the world. Um, yeah. And then I had to reflect like what really makes me feel joy. And I've always been a teacher at heart. I love to share and show and inspire. And so uh, in like 19, 2019, I started diving into the online education world, which was really intimidating for me because I'm like, all I want to do is be outside with the plants. I don't want to touch technology. (laughs) And, you know, thankfully, I have gone the long road of learning many back end things of what it takes to teach online. And here I am today. That's what I do. I teach online and I help families use more plant medicine. And I love it. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Do you know, and and I'm I'm I am completely with you. I'm I tend to, you know, there are certain things that I that I go to for like a headache and stuff like that right. that are that are more, you know, you know, I'll go to the chemist and I'll buy them. But I do tend to go down that more uh, natural route, alternative medicine, look for for different ways of being able to heal myself, I, I guess, you know, and food is just so so important mm-hmm. I I I struggle I I struggle I, I'm overweight I've got joint issues and I know that when I put the right foods into my body my body feels so much better amen <laughs> you know that that's so it you know yeah you've nailed yeah, it right I've had, there I've had some sandwiches I had some sandwiches today and honestly I feel I really I really don't think I should have had the sandwiches you know it's that Certain foods just aren't amazing it's, uh, for me. It's and you and everybody, Bonnie. Yeah, you and yeah, everybody. Yeah. But I, I I do think that more and more and more people are starting to kind of go. Hang on a second. I I really don't think that all of these you know things that additives and all of that kind of stuff that are in foods and whatever they they're really not doing me any favors. And I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that this is you know it's where the big money comes from you know the the sugar and that how we're told that you know you shouldn't eat fat or you should eat fat now oh you you know you shouldn't have you know like when when the margarines were were created back in the in the 80s or or 70s or whatever and, and now we realize that they're like you know one chromosome away from plastic and it's like my god we thought that was healthy and it's just it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy so what you're doing, I think, is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And 
you nailed it right there. Like it is the food. And this is one thing that I I feel is kind of my job is just shifting those thought processes and patterns because we have been trained and like literally tricked, psychologically tricked into eating and wanting these foods and into looking for that instant fix pill. And, you know, oftentimes people will come to me and say, Hey Mel, what herb do I take for this? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And because I don't know what else you're putting in your body. I don't know your health history. I don't know the energetics of you. Herbs do work differently for every single person. And if you are a person seeking true, like real lasting healing, herbs can be an incredibly powerful ally. But if you're going to continue throwing the foods that are causing inflammation in your body into your gut, think of the word of inflammation. There's a flame in there. There is a fire. And you are taking those foods that don't agree with your body, that your body's like, hey, I don't like this. I'm going to make you hurt in the joints. Hey, I don't like this. You're going to be constipated or have diarrhea or what have you. That's your body communicating with you. And we learn to just mask it with drugs and pills and what have you, or just ignore it and wonder why we're in poor health, why we don't want to get up and do anything, why our brain is foggy, why we can't function in any way that we certainly desire to. And we blame it on old age or we blame it on whatever we want to blame it on. But if you really want to take control those foods are logs and you're throwing them on the fire and that fire is becoming a huge, huge, huge bonfire. And then you take these herbs because somebody said this herb's great for inflammation. And that herb is like this little squirt gun trying to put out your bonfire going squirt, 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 bonfire. Are you going out? Squirt, squirt. And it can't do anything. Really, it can. It's like, well, hey, man, if you're not going to help yourself, I'm not going to help you either. And then when you do decide to stop putting those logs on the fire, the fire is going to die down. It's going to smolder. And it's just going to be like, okay, I'm still kind of here. And that's when you bring the herbs into the picture. And those herbs become that giant fire hose blasting the fire out. And you stop feeling joint pain and inflammation. You lose weight with ease and simplicity. Your brain works incredibly well. You have energy. You smile. Your skin is vibrant. Like, it's amazing. And... I'm also with you because it's very, very hard to do that uh, in in our society here in the U.S. Like, where do you find healthy food? You have to go to the most expensive health food stores or to the farmer's market. And then you have to take the time to prepare your food. Everything else is a giant billboard of amazing looking pizzas and cheeseburgers and things that we all know don't feel great in our bodies, but yet there's brilliant scientists out there that are like, hmm, how can we make this more psychologically addictive? Sugar is more addictive than crack cocaine. That's insane. Yeah. Anyways. I know. I know. <laughs> but it is, it is insane. It is insane. And and you know, I, I have I've struggled with my weight all all my life. Me I've too. been and I'm the heaviest, I've heaviest I've ever been. I'm actually I've had uh, I've had sort of like a like a health overhaul thing. And and actually I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> my heart's healthy. My lungs are healthy. My kidneys and liver, that everything's healthy. But obviously there's this big strain on my body because I am very overweight. And the problem with me is I want to do more exercise. I, I'm, I said, I've just done this yoga session. I literally, well, I didn't literally just lie on the floor for an hour, but I, I did very little in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> And I was so tired. I was like, I was sweating. I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? I had to lift my leg up a bit and, you know, <laughs> roll around a little bit. And clearly stuff that my body's not used to doing. And it and it just goes to show those very little movements and everything have a big, big, big impact. And I, so I really struggle to like walk long distances or, you know, anything like that because my joints and then of course my weight exacerbates my joints, all of that kind of stuff. I kind of stopped dieting Good. probably about eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. Um, I think I kind of went the other way and I was like, oh, just, you know what, just sod it all. I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. I do love food. But I know when I eat, like I've just had this big lunch today and I was like, I feel really 
sluggish and you know and then I wish I hadn't had those and I wish I'd just stuck with a piece of fruit or something like that and it's you know there's a lot of psychological stuff going on in there you know you you were saying that you're taking the right kind of uh sort of plant the right kind of herbs and everything like that and stopping putting the other rubbish into your body how does it have an effect on helping you lose weight? Is it regulating hormones? Is it, what is it that it does? A whole transformation in and of everything. One, I mean, there, there's so many ways in which it can change drastically. It's going to affect the hormonal balance and regulation. Your gut, your gut health is the root cause of most chronic disease, inflammation, imbalances and whatnot. So if we can dig to that root and heal the gut, it's it. I have helped people get rid of autoimmune disease symptoms. I've helped people get off diabetes medications. I've helped people lose 12 pounds in six weeks by healing the gut. And um, I mean, when you get that energy back, when you can create that psychological shift and you can start walking more and you can take just a few, like a short walk, you know, start with a quarter mile a day, an eighth a mile a day, whatever you can do, five, 10 minutes and just keep doing that. Commit to your five minute walk, commit to your 10 minute walk and watch how all of those different transformations can happen. Also, our gut and our brain are directly connected and there's a lot of neurotransmitters and chemicals and hormones that are happening and passing back and forth between them. Like serotonin is made in your gut, our happiness drug. So is dopamine and all kinds of other great hormones. And when you can take care of that, everything turns around. And as I talk about this, Bonnie, I'm with you. I have also struggled and been on the weight roller coaster all my life. Honestly, right now, I'm not in my prime shape. Last year, I closed down that business that was causing extreme amounts of cortisol levels. And I lost a lot of touch with like me and my why and what I do and taking care of me. (laughs) Like, And it showed really, really quickly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not content fully with how I am today. And I know what to do. Like I'm trained to help people do these very things, but you're absolutely right. It's a psychological thing. And there's something in the subconscious programming back there. That's like, Oh, something's going to keep me safe. Cause you're comfortable and safe when you're covered in layers of fat. Cause then nobody can really see you or something along those lines. And it's also the psychological addiction that these brilliant food scientists are there to create for us. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a big it trap. Is, it? <laughs> it is. It is. And, and do you know that, that what you've just said about this, this psychological thing that it's almost like we, we're, you know, and I think that's one of the things. I think if I dug really deep, that's probably one of the things that is keeping me how how I am. I'm actually really happy with who I am. I I love who I am, and I'm very happy in my own skin. I don't recognise the the shape I am <laughs> when I look in the when I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh hell's who's yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so that's that's always a bit of a shock. Um, but I, I do wonder if if it is it's it's me keeping myself safe because I don't want to show up in a place that is going to I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I I I I wonder I've been single for uh six years, six years. I think I've been single and I'm the happiest I've ever been. I have to say I am so happy. And I do wonder if stay in this shape is almost like a protection. I'm staying in this shape. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not attractive. I know I've got a beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> um but I wonder if if you know if deep down I'm 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 keeping myself in this shape because I don't I don't want to a, attract anybody to come and ruin what I've got now right which is silly because it could be even better but I'm so happy where I am now mm-hmm. but but your mind does weird things it is a powerful powerful transformative thing you're so right and I I'm I'm doing this work myself like and like I mentioned I'm just beginning to really dive into some subconscious reprogramming for myself for various blocks and things that have that I, I just recognize are keeping me from being the awesome that I can really be for this world and making the true impact that I can. And I've been like, oh, I need to do the same work for like why I'm not allowing myself 
to shed the things. I know the things. I know what to eliminate from my body. Do I do it all the time? No, it's hard. And um, gosh, but why? Like, what is really triggering that? And now after reading your story that I read this morning, I can understand where you would be doing it to protect yourself. It sounds like it was a pretty traumatic past relationship. And so your subconscious mind might just be like, no, I mean, we're happy right now. We're successful. We are relying on a man and everything is great. And don't ever go back to love because that's damaging. Yeah. Do you know? And I'm going to make but, you cry yeah. on your show. No. Do you know? And, and that, do you know, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. Um, I, I think that is something that is definitely an area. I think you know, that I want to explore a little bit more because I've got the most amazing coach and she's helped me through uh, all of the stuff that, that has happened. That is one of the things. But then on the flip side, I am so happy. Yeah. I've got my three children here. I mean, they're, they're grown up. They're 18, 22 and 23. I've got my four dogs and my cat. I'm, and I've got my family, my 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 sisters, my brother, my mum and dad, they're, they're all around. And I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, sometimes you meet these like girlfriends who are sort of like in a, in a same sort of situation and they've divorced or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to get online dating and oh, Bonnie, we need to get you a man. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of anything, not anything worse, because obviously being in a loving relationship is is amazing. But I, I, it's just not even near my radar. Oh, something's going to flop in your near. face, whether you like it or not, just because you're like, I don't need that. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I was like, I'm so happy single. I don't want any relationship. And now I'm almost 13 years deep with the guy that I was like, don't get attached to me because I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess. I guess, you know, they just they just sort of turn up. But yeah, you know, but being happy in yourself, being, you know, being so comfortable that I can say I don't I don't need anybody. And if somebody came along, fine. But, you know, I'm I'm just yeah, I'm. I'm I'm really, really happy. I am really happy that you are happy. It sounds like you really deserve it on your journey. And I want to propose this to you in your subconscious mind, Bonnie. You know what? If you take care of your body, you'll be happier longer with those people you love, with those children of yours, with those, your family and your pets saying this also to myself <laughs> do, you know? um, do you know and this is you're absolutely right because that is a conversation that I've had a conversation I've had with myself a conversation with I've, I've had with my uh you know my sisters and that's why I've started doing the yoga mm-hmm. you know I, I've had these health checks and everything I'm trying to put good stuff into my body but sometimes I'm just like it's so hard give me a sandwich um <laughs> you know and, yeah I, I I get I totally get that because you know I do want to be here for another I mean I'm 52 it'd be nice to be here for another 50 years right you know I mean being healthy as a as a 102 year old um you know but but yeah I do want to be here yeah longer and and that that is you're, you're absolutely right maybe your coach can work with you on digging into that subconscious like okay what's keeping me from it is it that fear of somebody falling in love with you and then being abusive and in in a really bad scenario and then releasing that fear and opening up to how beautiful it's going to feel when you feel light and fresh and you can move your body in those yoga positions. Or if you like dancing, dancing is one of my favorite things. And I, I never do it anymore. I used to dance all the time. And like, that's what I'm working on for me right now. Like, Hey, you know, like move your body and feel great and light. And I know that with the work that I do in this world, the better I take care of me physically and mentally, the more impact I'm going to make on mamas and people and the planet. And, and my daughter's nine. I want her to see that we can make these changes and transformations and that we can do what we want 
any darn time we want. And I want to be there for her as she continues to grow and become the human she's going to be. She's, you know, she's watched me go through a lot of trauma since like the last six years have been a pretty traumatic time in life. And I, I see where it's impacted her. And I'm like, oh man, did I, did I ruin her? <laughs> you know, I think as all parents may think at some point in time, but I know she's also only nine and we can shift a lot for her. And the best mm-hmm. way to do that is to have her watch us lead by example. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. We do affect our children, whether we, whether we like it or not, they absolutely. are affected because it's like osmosis, isn't it? Whatever goes on, they kind of absorb it all. Um, and I guess, seeing the 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 bad times as well as the good just it 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 kind of I I don't know whether it grounds them or or just allows them to see that life isn't just you know a bed of roses it's it's got its ups and downs but actually if something terrible happens you can pick yourself back up and you can move on you know and and I would hope that I mean me as my little close-knit family we'd we're we're doing really well yeah you know, I love that um, because it was it was it, you know it w- wasn't a, a nice time at all. And of course, they lost they lost their dad, you know, and and they're doing brilliantly. They're doing absolutely brilliantly. So you know, so I'm guessing your daughter. Yeah, I don't know what traumas you 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 went through, but I'm guessing she, you know, will have picked up on that. But then she'll see you doing better and better and better and better. Yeah, and I've been very open with her recently. Like, hey you know, talking with her because she, part of our trauma was like, we, we lost a home in 2017 that we thought we were going to be in forever. Beautiful home on 10 acres in the mountains, like really incredible. It was also where we made a lot of money from and suddenly we lost all of our money and we lost everything. And, you know, I still had my business and I was like working 80 hours a week to try and make it happen. And we moved five times in two and a half years and I was crying pretty much every day through that time and she's a very sensitive and emotional young girl she's a cancer and like her emotions are right out there <laughs> and um she feels those things and she picks up on it in a major major way and so we talk about moving to my dream farm there's this hunk of land that I'm going to create being mine sometime in the three next three to five years and it's 45 acres on this beautiful mountain river and all organic pure land and I want to have a small herbal farm sanctuary educational space there anyways we talk about moving there and like what a dream it would be and and right now where our house is is beautiful too I'm on a different mountain river and I walk out my door and walk along a trail on a river and see eagles and our yearly nesting pair of ducks in the tiny little pond behind us and my best friend Hank the Great Blue Heron is out there (laughs) I'm really really blessed but I still want this other place and we still live in this fear of losing the home because we don't own it. And it's this houselessness fear. Like for a period of time during that two and a half years, we were in a tent in our friend's yard. Like that was hard. I've lived out of backpacks and tents intentionally. I've lived in automobiles on the road intentionally before there was a cool hashtag for van life. And that was awesome. But when I was doing it with my four-year-old daughter and our three dogs, (laughs) that was traumatic and it sucked and it made me develop feelings of failure of what the hell did you do? Oh my gosh, you're so irresponsible. Oh, you made the dumbest decisions. And like, I kept telling me myself all of these things and I'm like, but wait, (laughs) I did what I thought was best at the time. I certainly wasn't meaning to put my family through such a a thing, you know? And anyways, that was traumatic for her. And now to this day, when we talk about moving to another place, she, she breaks down and she's like, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. We're staying right here. And so I have to talk with her like, Hey, listen, I know what we went through in those times of life was really tough. It was really tough on me. And I know you watched me go through some really tough stuff. But if we make this move to the farm, 
we're doing that because it's our dreams that we're making come true. And it's going to be a positive move. And we're going to be proud. And we're going to be celebrating that, oh my gosh, we've manifested this incredible place that's going to give us freedom to roam and play and all the pets you want. And she's a huge animal lover. And um, yeah, so just working through that with her. And she has, it's, it's great to share where I'm at and share with her that, yes, that was traumatic for me too. Yes, I'm trying to heal from that and we can grow from that. And to understand that we don't control really a darn thing in our lives, but we do, you do when you do, you know? You know, I think with these, with these sort of past traumas and everything, as awful as they are. And I always say, you know, there is, you know, people say, oh, there's always a silver line. There's never a silver lining with anything that's really traumatic because it, you know, that just makes it seem so trivial. Right. But I do think it leads to strength and amazing stories later on in life. And, and the reason why you end up doing something. Yes, I fully agree. And that whole time I was like, where's the lesson? Where's the lesson? <laughs> like, where? What am I learning here right now? You're in the tiny tent with all of your dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, you know, I, I've known that. Like, I've I've been through quite a few other barrels of shit in my life prior to that, and manifested my way out of it. And you know, I grew up with a single mom working three jobs, and we were broke as all get out as a, as throughout my whole childhood. And then there were times in my life where I was the kid that made money. And it was great. And I loved it, you know, but now my version of money is different. Um, And money becomes such a sensitive topic. You know, my family, I love them dearly and they hate people that are rich. And I'm like, does that mean you'll hate me if I ever get there? I hope not because I'm a really good human. And if I have money, I can support more great causes. And that's been a, a major block for me, that relationship, that like openness and it goes all across the board in my industry, like healers, plant people. It's the people's medicine. Yes, it certainly is. But I've also got 20 years experience learning this stuff. And I've paid several thousands of dollars to gather my education. And I love to share it. I share lots of information for free. And I share even more with those that work with me, <laughs> you know, just working through that process and Social media, like people, I can't believe you charge for this. I'm like, really? Okay, it's weird, it's weird, go for it. it. You know, <laughs> I I was talking to somebody today, and we 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 thought it was a British thing that the you know that the money side is sort. We don't talk about money. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about money. You know, and 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 um, it was interesting. I've seen a trend on TikTok last week and the week before. Trends change so quickly on TikTok, but I saw this trend, and it was basically. I think it was artists, but anybody sort of like musicians, yoga, you know, whatever. And they were listing how much they'd made in a month. And they'd go, you know, commission work, originals, selling this or selling prints or whatever. And they'd list how much they earned in a month, which, you know, and and some people are like, oh, no, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I was like, this this is actually great. Celebrate. Because you can see, you know, how not easy, but how you can actually make a living from doing something that 20 years ago, people would be like, oh, no, you've got to go to university and you've got to, you know, if you want to get a really good job, you have to be a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, now you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You know, and you can earn whatever you want to earn. Isn't it beautiful that we're all waking up to that? (laughs) <laughs> I know it, it, it's amazing and you know you can you, you can yeah if you're you a perfect example <laughs> but if you have the mindset you have the mind too and you have the perseverance and the passion I mean clearly you know you can't I couldn't go off and be a, a you know 100 meter sprinter because it just <laughs> it just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen I couldn't be a ballerina or, or a gymnast you know so I think but but then maybe if I had a passion for it I might do put the work in and and who knows who knows but, you know, I think if you have a passion for something, I think you can make anything, anything happen. And the bravery, mm. the bravery to get over those steps of starting a business, putting yourself out there. That you know, fear I see of judgment. People, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I still do have it, but I kind of just sort of battle my way through. 
But if you have that, if you have that little bit of bravery just to go, do you know what? I'm going to do this. And it's not a, it's not a, a, a big headed thing or a, or a flippant thing or, you know, anything like that. It is basically the self-belief that why can't I do it? Right. I think that's so true. And I think you, you spoke of the big headed thing. That thing is something that has kept me back for a while being in fear of my herbal colleagues judging me for using my voice and my rather boisterous presence (laughs) and using it to talk about what I'm passionate about, about plant medicine and educating people. A lot of people in my field are very quiet and very reserved and that's great. There's their gift is in there. I am not quiet and reserved and I am, yes, I'm afraid of being judged on social media, but I feel like, I don't know if it's just hitting the forties. I call them, can I cuss on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I call them the, the, I don't give a fuck forties. Like you just get to that point when you're like, Oh, that shit doesn't matter. Like all the things we worry about as young women and all the societal pressures we're forced to adhere to and those kinds of things. So I still am consistently working on this fear of saying something wrong in the herbal field or doing something wrong or my herbal colleagues that I really look up to and respect being like, who the hell is she? And thankfully, like one of my dear friends is a naturopath and she used to run the herbal programs at the naturopathic college in the city near me. And I was always at those herbal programs. She invited me to teach at some, which was like this, holy cow, who, me? And I would always be in those halls and be in awe that I was in the naturopathic college halls because I didn't graduate college or high school. I was a straight A student. I was super athletic and I dropped out. Um, And I felt feelings of inadequacy for many, many years because of that. But I did it because I was bored as all hell and I didn't like the system. And I think that's what I kind of like about what's happening now. Like, I didn't do that because I'm not good enough. I did that because I'm a rebel and because I can pave my own path. And it was great talking with this naturopath friend of mine because she's one of those people that would always come up in my mind when I'm like, oh my God, what if I say something wrong? Oh my God, what if I teach something wrong? Because the level of herbal education I have is far beyond the Instagram herbalists. And there's some big deals that you can say wrong in the world of plant medicine. And and I want to be safe and I want to be wise and all this stuff. Anyways, I was having a chat with her and I was expressing these feelings. Turns out she's got the same feelings of who am I, inadequacy, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, but you're a doctor, <laughs> you know? And and she says to me, she's like, Mel, you have put in the work. You have studied this for years. You have run multiple businesses in the herbal field. You are a mom. You are who needs to be out there doing exactly what you're doing. <laughs> like, you're so right. And like, I know these things, but still that subconscious mind goes into this like, oh, be fair, be scared. Keep small. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. We're so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. I know. I know. It's mad. Utter madness. Yeah. Utter madness. Um, I want to, I really want to know about this, the 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 VW. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are we going to get to it? I or really or are we just yeah, going to be like really having so much fun that. chatting? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I kind of grew up a Volkswagen freak. So my first car was a 71 Super Beetle and I named it Irby the Bud Bug. I did not know I was going to become an herbalist at that time. It was because I was a miniature stoner, honestly. And I was like, oh, the bud bug. How funny. Anyways, it was this cool little car. And my father's an aircraft mechanic. And so when I was really little, I grew up helping him restore motorcycles and boats and handing him wrenches and stuff like that. He pretty much vanished from my life around the age of nine or so. Another trauma. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I loved my car and it broke down. And so I tried to get my big brother to help me. And I tried to get my mom's husband at the time to help me. Neither neither of them could help me. So I grabbed the Idiot's Guide to Volkswagens and I rebuilt my first engine by myself when I was 16. 
because I'm stubborn and determined. <laughs> I took this whole engine was like, I'm going to make this work because that's what I do. And that was awesome. Kept that car for a few years. And then fast forward a little bit later, I had taken my first trip from Atlanta, Georgia out to Oregon to visit my older sister and her now husband, still husband. They've been together forever. And I flew myself out to Oregon at the age of 18 because I worked for an airline and I could fly anywhere for 25 bucks and fell in love with it. I was like, oh my gosh, it is amazing out there. And I'm going to move there. Went back home, met this guy. We started dating. He was super rad. He had this super cool old 77 Buick Skylark that he had restored. It was just beautiful. And we fell in love and had all the adventures. And I'm like, well, I'm moving to Oregon. And he was like, well, I am too. He ended up trading in that beautiful 77 Buick Skylark. And we got a beat down, rusted 78 Volkswagen Westphalia, or not a, a 76, excuse me. I was born in 78. A 76 Volkswagen Westphalia that was beat to the ground. We got it out of the junkyard and we ended up rebuilding all of the mechanical stuff from the ground up. And we did all the work together aside from putting in the transmission because it was too big and heavy of a job. And then we took that bus and we drove aimlessly across the country for six months. Uh, broke up when we got here, <laughs> but we remained <laughs> friends for many, many years. He's actually, unfortunately, no longer on this earth anymore, but wonderful human being. And we left Atlanta and drove up to New York because he was from Long Island, New York, and stayed with his family and we drove to my family in Pennsylvania and down to Nebraska. And then once we got to Colorado, we took all dirt roads from Colorado out to Oregon for the rest of the time, just like meandering these back mountain roads. It was super duper cool. We would like do the friendly Volkswagen wave to everybody we went by and um, met some friends out on those dirt roads that were in other Volkswagen buses. And then we just like caravan to the next cool destination. It was amazing. I was like, that was uh summer of 1999 and one of the best summers of my life. And I've always been a Volkswagen model collector, though they're just kind of sitting in a storage unit in, in some bins right now. But one day I will have my 1958 23 window deluxe micro bus and it will be beautiful and I'll just drive it on Sundays or whatever. And yeah, I guess, you know, it, it's a sign of my stubborn, adventurous, determined kind of spirit. Just like, I want to do something. All right, let's go jump off a cliff and do it. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I yeah, gosh. And then you look at the you look at the cars now, and you think you couldn't. You open the bonnet, and it's just like I think you call it the hood, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and you just can't, you can't even fathom no. what's in there. That's all computers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. My car. My car says hello to me when I get in it. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, well, I'm not doing all that work. You know, if I had a hobby car in a garage right now, then maybe, but it was fun. It was great. Yeah. And it was just like that empowering kind of thing as a young woman. Like I can do anything I want, you know, all I have to say is I want it. Ooh, did I just relearn a lesson that has been in my life forever? I think I just did. This has been a, a great healing show, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know it's been uh it's funny isn't it because you know when you haven't actually chatted to anybody and I I I always feel a real connection whenever I chat to anybody on here some people I've known uh you know and and kind of have met before and everything and, and the friends of mine and other people you know I've, I've never met in my life and I've never actually we've we've shared email or or, or messages or whatever and then you get this massive connection, and I'm just sitting here thinking, "Oh God, I wish we lived next door. I'd be, I'd be popping around now for a bit." <laughs> one of these <laughs> days, we'll travel. That's one of my goals: is just to be able to travel with my family more often. And yeah. it's great making these kinds of connections because I can yeah, travel and be definitely. like, "Oh, buddy, I'm in your area." <laughs> you know? 
Let's no, I was saying uh, I've got a, a brilliant friend. I've just been out in South Africa with her and she's coming back to the UK. And we keep on saying as a bit of a joke, oh, we should get like a bit of a tour bus and go. And just because, you know, I can just pop round to people's houses, <laughs> just turn up, um, you know, and, and wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, yes, it absolutely would. Awesome. That was kind yeah. of what I did when I was in that Volkswagen bus. Like I, I did that kind of nomadic lifestyle quite a bit. And that's what I love to say is like I did it before there was a hashtag for van life yeah. you know and <laughs> yes. and now I talk to my partner about wanting to do that and he's like oh we need this big fancy schmancy super van and I'm like do we because like I did it in a Volkswagen bus <laughs> um, and I get it like we have pets and a kid and like all that stuff but um, yeah. that is one of the things I'd love to do again with my family is just yeah. cruise around and go wherever oh, the wind so- blows Sounds amazing. I could talk to you for I could talk to you forever. I, I say this an awful lot. You know, when you kind of have a little bit of space to be able to think about things. And that's what I've been able to do when I was away 10 days in South Africa. And I had the space to be able to read books. I had the space to be able to think about stuff. And I, I've been reading this amazing book called uh, Buy Back Your Time. Mm. And it is a really great book. And I was reading it and all of the things he was saying were all of the things that I thought I was putting into place. And then I realized I wasn't. (laughs) And I, you know, obviously I have a business. I have a team around me. And I just realized that, you know, I've got the most amazing customer service Mm. person, uh, Lucinda. She does all of my, the emails and everything like that. I get up at, or I was getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. I was going straight onto my laptop. I was going and doing emails. She must have been thinking, Bonnie, will you just stop it? Mm. You know, doing all of my emails and I was doing this and I was doing that and I was doing it. And reading this book reminded me that I don't have to do all of those things because I've got amazing people Mm. to do them. And Mm. I can do the stuff that I love doing, that I'm good at doing and that bring me joy. And that is drawing, teaching and talking. Yes. And the podcast is amazing for that because I get to talk to these incredible people like you, um, you know, and get so much from our conversations. Yeah, I love that, Bonnie. You're you're a few steps ahead of me in your business success. And one of the things I'm working on is building that dream team, actually, like it all seems Mm. to be rapidly manifesting. Maybe we'll see in ways that I didn't anticipate. but one of the primary reasons is because I want to get to that part. I am an ex- I'm a workaholic. I am an excessive like I got to get in and do it. Nobody's going to do it better than me. Blah blah blah. Duh. I <laughs> that's not smart. That's not going to lead me to spending more time with my daughter and traveling and doing the things that light me up and like realizing that in my business, my ultimate goal is where all I do is get on my podcast and connect with great people. I love that part. Uh, Teach classes. I love to teach and play with herbs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, pass the rest off to everybody. Oh my goodness. Do you know, I am so, so I've, I I came back and I made the changes straight away. So I now come down. Oh, I was talking to my coach this morning and she was like, Oh my God, Bonnie, that's amazing. I came down this morning, fed the dogs. I sat and read my book. Uh, you know, I've I've now bought some more books, actual physical books mm. rather than you know uh, audio ones or or Kindle. Um, sat and read my book. Had a cup of lemon, hot lemon water, uh, which actually I'm starting to really like. Nice. And then I go down into my garden, mm. and uh, so I've got fake grass and I've got like stones and everything. But I live in the middle of a field. So I open the gate, I walk out into the middle of this field and I take my shoes off and I walk around on the wet grass and it was just lovely. Mm. <laughs> Susie was laughing her head. She was like, that is the best thing, yes. you know, because you get yes. all of that connection and you ground yourself and everything. And I'm like, this is my new routine. This is my yes. new morning me rather than getting out of bed straight onto email, straight onto social media. I'm going to have an hour of just no technology waking up reading something really good I love it and and going out into nature so that's that was a decision that I made when I came back and not getting involved in other people's jobs mm, I love <laughs> that, that I pay them to do <laughs> I love that so 
much. And I'm aspiring towards that. And I'll have my days where I do the like, let me just start this day with just me. And holy cow, am I so much more productive for the rest of the day. And that dream team is really critical because what I've been finding the past couple of months is like, I've got some team people, but I'm spending all of my time managing and retraining and re-instructing all of these pieces of the yeah. team. And I'm like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> this, get this, is, get, this is not. This book. Honestly, buy that book. Uh, it's a guy, I can't even remember his name. Matt, Dan Mattel, I think it is. Buy back your time. It is an awesome book. And the good thing about it is he doesn't just sort of waffle on about stuff. And then at the end of the book, you go, Mm, yeah, but uh, what am I supposed to do? Right. He gives you instructions. He says, do this. Yeah. And then he repeats it again. Do this yeah. <laughs> and do this. Yeah. And he gives you examples. It's a really, really great book. Really great. I love that. I will definitely look into it. I'm excited because I'm actually having a second talk with a woman that I accidentally connected with. She had posted in an herbal community saying, you know, I'm an operations and systems kind of person, and I'm looking to work in something that means a lot to me. And I know I'm going to take this pay cut for a while, but is anybody out there looking for somebody that likes systems and processes? And I was like, I'm not ready to hire. You know, I'm in that like chicken or the egg state with with my hiring of somebody to be more of a project manager and integrator. And we had a delightful conversation yesterday. And then there's a lot of change happening with my VA teams that are overseas. And one of them that we really liked working one person with one person is going off on her own. And, um, It may work out that I have my little team of three other people other than me, everybody with a vested interest in the success of what I do, understanding that me having all of my energy and my ta-da is really important for everybody to succeed. And when I'm busy juggling teams and being frustrated because people aren't listening to what I'm requesting or I go to my slides that I had to be done and they're like completely sloppy and, and I have to redo them. And I'm just like, yeah, why am I paying you? Anyways, second conversation with this delightful potential project manager. She's, you know, she doesn't have all the tech stack background that I work with cur- currently, but I learned it. And I can teach mm. it. And with it's the right person with that right alignment and desire to help the world in the ways that I desire to help the world could be a beautiful fit. So anyways, that's that's what I'm busy manifesting that like. Watch this space. No, I think that sounds amazing. And, and you know, having a having a, a, a great team around you is amazing because it means that you can do the stuff that you love to do and that you're good at yeah I'm I'm you know yes I can answer emails to people I'm rubbish at trying to manage my diary for example we booked my son's car in to be MOT'd all booked in for Monday I rock up and drop it off on Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm terrible at that stuff too I'm like I need somebody that can take my like bajillion ideas and be like that's great Mel but we're going this direction we'll set that idea over here (laughs) you need my you need my Lucy yeah Lucy you need you need my Lucy she's like Really great, that brilliant, Bonnie. Let's just park that yes. and let's, let's just do what we said we were going to do. I am looking for that person, and um, I, I was very yeah. vocal in that with our call yesterday. So today's a second call, and she's like, "I'm really flexible, and I'm just eager to do something that means a lot to me." And she's like, "I've been listening to your podcast, and I see your TikToks, and I see all these things, and I love what you're doing." And I'm like, hmm, "Do I just take the leap and let go of my teams yeah. that haven't been making me happy?" and make a big team shift I would thank you <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know well on that note I, I mean I really I could I could speak to you all all night I really could, I could I've got too. a I've got a, a live stream in an hour I do too <laughs> I get to go teach my students in an hour so thank you Bonnie yeah. this has been really really yeah. great oh gosh no 
Thank you. Thank you. And I would love to talk again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so lovely to connect with you. For sure. um, you know, you are you are just you're like a bundle of energy. It's wonderful. <laughs> and whereas when I was feeling very relaxed and everything and, and, you know, when we first started and a bit sort of sluggish, you've actually made me feel really energized for my for my live stream. So thank you for that. You're um, so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. And I am going to go and have a look at some of the courses because I so need help with food and losing weight and everything. So I'm going to go and have a look and, and maybe I'll catch up with you over email or something. Yeah, definitely reach out to me personally because I can I can guide you pretty well in, in certain Amazing. things. So. Brilliant. I'll do that. Thank I'll you, Bonnie. That. Thank you so much, Mel. Have a brilliant day. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.